Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Report Radio Network presents Kentucky Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk on 630 WLAP. Interact with the show by calling 859-280-CATS. That's 859-280-2287. Now, with Larry Vaught and Anthony White, here's Curtis Birch. Welcome back in, everybody. Curtis Birch, Anthony White, Larry Vaught, Kentucky Bank. Sunday morning sports talk. Uh, we're talking, obviously, Easter. So Easter, you think of bunnies. When you think of bunnies, you think hops. And so we've been discussing all morning, been taking your suggestions on who has the best hops in the history of UK athletics. Uh, guys, let's. we've got a ton of entries. I'm going to just ramble some off, and then I'll let you guys comment on them uh, a couple for Kenny Walker um, also there was uh, some for um, Dirk Minifield I thought that that was a great one as we mentioned earlier in the show Jeff Shefford got a nomination and um, UK former UK cheerleader Josh Marshall aka at gravity defier that's the guy that went the cheerleader that went viral on all kinds of social media uh, also had uh, one from Patrick. He tweeted in and asked, uh, what about uh, a guy like Nerland's Noel? When you talk a little bit about hops, it's not just, you know, how high you get off the ground, but him being able to jump so quickly. I, I think that's kind of an interesting way uh, to take to take it. And then, um, uh, Larry, you know, you'll appreciate this. I think you've seen a couple of them, but uh, a guy that has been brought up three or four times um, Bob Fowler, who played uh, just for one season at Kentucky uh, in in the 70s, uh, but his hops are, are are so legendary that they're being brought up by multiple people even today. Yeah, he could flat get up in the air, Curtis. Let me just tell you, he, he could get up there like few guys at that era could do. And if you ever saw him, you would uh, certainly understand what people are talking about because he was – way, way before his time as far as being able to leap like what he could. and uh, he, 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 he could out-leap Mike Pratt, I'll just say that. Wow. That's saying a lot, I think. Uh, it is, it is, because Pratt had some vertical to hang on now. And, uh, Anthony, I think you'll appreciate these two little nuggets that I've uh, put together. One, um, his nickname was, was Frog, which is a great name for a guy who jumps. Um, and then, um, secondly... Uh, apparently everybody keeps tweeting in about this 44-inch vertical. That's how high he could jump. That's what his vertical leap was measured at. And I don't know if this was just a flex on his part, um, but he, Anthony, he wore number 44. I'm guessing just to let people know. I kind of like that. Wait a minute, what are we talking about? We're talking about the one, the only Bob Frog Fowler. 
No, that is, that is pretty neat. That is pretty neat. That's about like Dion wearing the 30, 37 jersey. Yeah. When he came back to Baltimore or whatever. Yeah, hey, I like that kind of swaggy. Larry, was that the actual case, or am I just making up a legend here? Did he really? Did he wear number forty-four because he had a forty-four-inch vertical, or do you have any recollection? I, I don't remember that, Curtis. I don't remember much being made of that. I, I, I'm going to guess it was probably just a coincidence because it, it, at that era, players weren't quite as into marketing themselves or not allowed to market themselves. So I doubt that would have had anything to do with it. But it, it could have. I just don't remember. Well, I'm I'm just gonna give him that. But it's, I'm a gonna, good, it's a good thing, yeah. Nobody can dispute it, probably. I I, I don't think so. So uh, that's what we're gonna go with. I, I kind of like that that legendary story. Um, guys, I'll throw it to you. We've got the uh, the the fan suggestions, the listener suggestions. Anthony, um, who do you have a vote uh, here for the the best hops in UK athletics history? Yeah, I want to go with some of the young fellers. I want to go with some of the young fellers, but. Just because before I came to Kentucky, my cousins were uh, big uh, UK fans, well, big basketball fans. I mean, he had posters of Ron Harper back when he played at, uh, what is he from, Dayton or somewhere uh, back with Dayton. I don't know, he's somewhere in Dayton, somewhere around mm-hmm. there, wherever Ron Harper was. Like, he had posters back then. He said, you going to Kentucky. Man, they got a dude that, that, that named Rex. And I was like, I don't know who Rex is. And I watched, I was like, dang, I've seen him in the NBA slam dunk contest. Like, oh, that's the dude my cousin was talking about. And ever since then, Rex has just always stuck in the back of my mind as a as a leaper, man. So I'm going with Rex, man. I think he had like 44, 43, something like that, 43. I'm going with Rex. I don't think that that's a bad choice at all. I was kind of surprised I didn't see any of those, anybody mention, mention Rex. Uh, Larry, what what are your thoughts? Who, who, do you, who are you going to give a uh, – top leap or two i don't know that i could give just one curse i mean i think dirk minifield had one of the greatest dunks i've ever seen and he could flat get up there rex is certainly a good one uh, my, my memories go back i can remember guys like james blackman and richard madison that could really get up and down and in the air like that and all but i guess i'm probably still a little partial to kenny walker i, I still kind of like kenny an awful lot but there's been a lot of them. I mean, this is bringing back some really good memories. Like I said, I forgot all about Bob Fowler because he could get up there with 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 the best of them. And uh, again, and that in those eras, it was unusual to see that. Whereas now, I think maybe sometimes we don't appreciate maybe the the hops that some of these guys have because so many have it. Steve uh, tweeted in Dwight Anderson said he played center yeah, right, yeah. at. At six three, that that's kind of all you need to know about how how, how high he could get up. Yes, yeah. Dwight certainly the fastest player I've ever seen. No no disrespect to John Wall, but I'll take uh, Dwight Anderson with that ball any day of the week over anybody. A couple others that um, I uh, I think that kind of kind of be thrown out there. You uh, Anthony were talking about some of the younger guys. Hamadou Diallo, slam jump champion. So I mean, I think that he should at least get a a, a mention. I don't know if I'd necessarily pick him. Um, and then also, and this is this is based, we talk about recency bias uh, to a certain extent. Um, it, it is uh, because I just saw um, the video when uh, UK basketball gets a commitment. Uh, I'm sure most of you guys have seen them. They do the, the little 
montage of the little kid watching the video highlights of a of a player and you know it's it's one that it, maybe there are some comparisons um to um Mince's kind of commitment it, even though it's unofficial from from UK basketball was of Eric Bledsoe and his his ability to jump uh, it was so impressive because he was I mean it's not like he was super small necessarily obviously he's not He's big enough to play in the NBA and make a lot of money, but he would just explode all of a sudden out of nowhere, and it would it would just shock you. I remember being just like so surprised sometimes when he would just posterize somebody. It was awesome to watch. But he was a freak of an athlete, man. I, 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 if, if John Wall wasn't here, he probably would be probably would recognize his ability a little bit more. But yeah, man, that dude man, was physically put together, quick, strong, fast. Ain't had bounce. I agree with you. Yeah, and I'm still thinking, Curtis, back to when you mentioned Hamadou, thinking if Mark Berger was still doing the show, that would have obviously been his pick. <laughs> yeah, he, he loved Hamadou Diallo. Uh, and yeah, his, his, his favorite his player, yeah. Way off the board, guys. And I, I only really know this kind of from a legendary perspective because I wasn't in Lexington at this point yet. Uh, Lonel... DeWalt, uh, Larry, and I don't even know how much his his leaping ability played into all those blocked kicks. But you know, you look up some of the crazy stats of of any time: seven field goals in one season, blocked them. Could he get up that much? Because like I said, I wasn't on campus, and that was you were you were giving Anthony grief about uh, being back in the old days. That's when uh, some some broadcasts were had to be you know replayed overnight um and they weren't even on all live tv so it was i believe what he played in the early 2000s just for one season but i mean was he how high would he get up to block those kicks he could get up but the thing about DeWalt he was so long i think he was 6 7 anyway and then it seems like his reach it seemed like his arms were 11 feet long so i i never really completely understood whether he could jump that high or just when he just raised his arms up, he was so high anyway, and then he would kind of get that little bit of running start and jump up there. But, yeah, he could he could extend really, really high up into the air. I don't remember him being just, you know, a Rex Chapman-like leaper. leaper, but he was so long to start with, and when he just leaped a little bit, he could flat get up there. So he had good reach. Maybe not hops, but it was all about the reach. Great reach. I mean, it was unbelievable. And Larry, if you uh, remember, we're going we're gonna to get to this break. If you'd like to have your opinion on the best hops in UK athletics history, tweet us at Sunday AM Sports. Email us Sunday Morning Sports Talk at gmail dot com. Give us a call on the Kentucky Hempworks dot com hotline at eight five nine two eight zero two two eight seven. After this break, I'm going to ask uh, Anthony about who had the best hops on the football team. Um, when he was at UK. That's coming up right after this. I'm Curtis Birch, joined by Larry Vaught, Anthony White, and producer Bo Robinson. You're listening to Kentucky Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk. Throw away your paper. Go to the country. Build you a home. Welcome back in Kentucky Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk. Curtis Birch, Anthony White, Larry Vaught, Bo Robinson with you on this Easter morn. Talking about some hops, as you do on Easter. Hopefully everybody's had a nice visit from the Easter Bunny this morning. 
Anthony, I teased last segment, um, best hops on the football team uh, when you were at UK. And I'll just say you can exclude yourself. I can exclude myself? Yeah, because we all know you had the best hops. That's what I'm saying. Cause, so who was, the sec- uh, who was the second best? Absolutely not. David <laughs> uh, Ginn or Jamal. Well, David Ginn was there. Most, he was a year older than me. And Jamal White was two or three years younger than me. So Jamal White was after I was leaving. And David Ginn had been there most of my career. But David Ginn blocked. If there's a field goal being blocked, most of the time, David Ginn was, was the one blocked. He was our middle jumper back in Curry's era. And I think he blocked one or two during Mummy's era. But, yeah. So when you talk about somebody blocking like seven in, in one season, or I don't know if it's one season or not. It was. Yeah, David, yeah. He didn't do it in one season, but David Ginn blocked a lot. Him, or, him and Jamal White probably were. Both from Cincinnati, ironically. Huh. Cincinnati. You know, producing some people that that can jump. Uh, Larry, when uh, when you look back at your time covering, you know, UK football or you know any any kind, any other the other sports, obviously basketball is the one that comes to mind the most when you're talking about people jumping because <laughs> you do it quite often in basketball. But is, is there was there a time that you have been surprised at some leaping ability of some guys in some some of those other sports where you see it and you're just like, whoa. I think, Curtis, I've been spoiled that I've been able to cover U.K. athletics for so long and I've got so accustomed to seeing such extraordinary athletes that I probably sometimes take it for granted. But there's been so many that just do things that amaze me. But I'm still kind of got to admit, maybe the cheerleader might be the best of the bunch. for Certainly for sustained hops, it would have to be, you know, after after you mentioned that. But, but no, there's just been so many I. I mean, even somebody like Sydney McLaughlin, when you look at her on the on the track and what she could do there, and, and the people that you've seen in the, in those sports, and it, it's just been extraordinary the level of athletes I've had a chance to see play. So there's there's way too many. I'm, I'm a little disappointed that Anthony didn't mention Craig East, and I'm sure he's going to hear from him because I'm sure Craig believed he had the best hops, didn't he, Anthony? Oh yeah, if you ask, if you would ask Craig, I'm sure Craig's uh, pick would have been Craig, but. I will, but I will say this. I forgot when when you got to talking, Larry. You got this going on. I forgot about this. when we did cover when I my, my few times covering uh, UK volleyball. Yeah, I could probably take ten of them that without jump Craig or myself. So, and I don't. I, I can't fathom what their what their verbals could be just because, man. I mean, from being around the players I've been around and just so many females jumping as high as they were jumping, I don't know. Some of those are probably in the conversation as well. Yeah, that's like Aaliyah Edmond this year. I mean, boy, she could get up there. <laughs> yeah, all they right. they all got hops. It's always crazy, Larry, when you watch those volleyball matches, the, the jumping. Because, I mean, it kind of looks when they do – the like the what do they call them the dummy runs where you know they're the setting and there's two people jumping at the same time so you don't know where where the the kill is gonna come from it kind of looks like one of those games you play in the arcade the whack-a-mole where like heads keep bopping up above the net and they're like so far up there it's it's insane to see so i think larry makes a good point about all the all the crazy athletes that have come through 
uh, UK athletics. It's it's just it's a fun conversation to have, obviously. And if you have any other suggestions, feel free to hit us up on social media at Sunday AM Sports, or find us on email Sunday Morning Sports Talk at gmail.com. Hey, Curtis, you know what I'm going to do? I think, man, you can explain a little bit better to me, but this social distancing with Max Duffy and Luke Fortner, I think I'm going to ask them that question about who they think has the best hops on the football team this year and see if they'll give me an answer. Yeah, that's uh, been a fun little sh- a fun show that has come out of uh, this time. Um, the they, As Larry call, said, they call it social distancing. It is with UK punter. Max Duffy and UK offensive lineman, lineman Luke Forkner. Um, they are roommates, so you know they are in quarantine together. That's why they're able to to do the show um, from from their apartment. I I just crack up uh, almost every time I, I watch this little program. Anthony, I don't I don't know if you've got to see any of it or not, but on one of the first ones, uh, it made me laugh because. Um, Max was giving Luke Fortner some grief because obviously everybody's working out from home, doing whatever they can, um, and uh, Luke was uh, taking up a little bit of running to stay in shape. And uh, he he said uh, he he went outside and ran around the 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 streets, and he he ran uh, he the way he put it, uh, it was the first time he had ran more than a a, a mile. And since he had been in high school, <laughs> and so wow. it was just funny to me because you know as offensive lineman, you know you're really not running miles that often. Yeah, you know, and I think there's going to be some kind of conditioning test from the way these guys hold them accountable. So you better be doing something. But yeah, offensive linemen running a mile—that's unheard of, especially at that level. I think that uh, Larry, the way I understand it, and they, they were joking about this on another episode. I think they do a lot of the, they do a ton of cardio. It's just not running because um, they were joking about how uh, coach, the strength coach Corey Edmond, every once in a while has to put them on one of those ellipticals or something, and, and basically crushes their soul if they get out of line. Yeah, and, and also it's it's really interesting show to watch and the little things to pick up. And I got to admit, I didn't know anything really about it until I. Talked to Max and Luke for, for another story I was doing. They were explaining a little bit about it to me. I'm not sure I understand the whole bracket game they're doing right now and everything. Curtis, you, you could probably explain that to folks better than I can. But I just know just watching their show is really it's kind of fun and very entertaining. Yeah, I'll, we'll retweet it from the uh, from the show account, um, and I think they're on episode like four or five already. Uh, but their bracket is uh, it's uh, Hunger Games. Uh, style thing. So if you know anything about the Hunger Games, they've split um, into various teams. They got some UK athletic teams, some football positional teams, some football coaches teams, uh, a lot of fun fun stuff. So I'll, we'll retweet that from the, the, the show account as well, at Sunday AM Sports. Uh, got a text in as we were talking about hops, and we just got about a minute in this segment, Larry, but I'll let you pick it up on the other side. But I wanted to throw out some names to you so you can gather some uh, some memories. Um, it says, in football, Raynard Gover, Gover and Rick Massey could both touch the top of the square, and they could both uh, 360 dunk. Um, that's from our buddy Jeff Pecoro, who obviously is a color commentator on the UK Football Network. So, so those are some names, Larry. I'll, I'll get you some memories on those guys, and we'll try to come up with some other names uh, that are great leapers in the history of UK athletics. Um, 
if you want to interact and submit your submissions, set us up on Twitter or email us, Sunday Morning Sports Talk at gmail.com. I'm Curtis Birch, joined by Larry Vaught, Anthony White, and Bo Robinson. You're listening to Kentucky Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. Welcome back in. Sunday Morning Sports Talk. Brought to you by Kentucky Bank. Curtis Birch. Anthony White, Larry Vaught, Bo Robinson playing some John Prine for us this morning as he passed away this week. Kind of sucks, Bo, that uh seems like every week we're playing music of a legend who has left the world, um, but obviously wanted to pay some tribute. Yeah, I, I, I played some John Prine in the uh, first hour, and uh, we're wrapping up the best of John Prine uh, here in the third hour. But it does stink because every time you turn around, it's somebody that I enjoy, you enjoy, everybody enjoys is passing away, whether it's Kenny Rogers just from natural causes, whatever, to John Prine uh, having a uh, pretty significant battle with COVID. And now it came out uh, yesterday that Sturgill Simpson has COVID-19. And it's it's weird that we just saw him in February at Rupp Arena, and now he's battling this devastating illness. So uh, all the best to Sturgill. Uh, trying to fight through this. Yeah, no doubt about that, uh, Bo. Um, let's uh, let's shift back, guys, to um, to what we were talking about in the in the last segment about the, the hops, and um, actually uh, got a call on um, <laughs> during the break from uh, Jeff Bacoro, who I said Larry had texted me those those names, and um, gonna get your 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 memories on uh, Reynard. Gover and Rick Massey in a minute, but uh, it was it was interesting because Jeff gave me a little bit more information. He said back in those days, uh, Gover would uh, play pickup against the basketball team, Larry, and apparently he would be guarding Kenny Walker. And there were some epic battles back in back in those days. That that that, that kind of matchups between programs would have been fun to see. Yeah, and there was a lot of discrepancy about how those battles went, depending on whether you talk to Kenny Walker or whether you talk to some guys on the football team. I can remember there was a wide range of uh, views on how some of those pickup games went. And I, I was never fortunate enough to get to see any of them, but I certainly would have liked to. Now, I did get to see Rick Massey, because I, I knew Rick and was around Rick some, and did get to see him. And, and Jeff is not embellishing one bit about how high that Rick Massey could 
could leap, and, and Rick's athleticism was unbelievable. And he could get up there. I mean, it's like he could hang in the air forever. So that's a, that's very good memories about Jeff. But but Jeff was probably right out there hopping with him. Of course he was. You know, Pecoro had the hops back in the day. Heck, he still probably got massive hops. I think he still got them. He still got them. Yeah. Uh, a couple other things that uh, Jeff told me about Massey said that we were talking earlier about, um, um, you know, verticals. He said that Massey they had him measured at a forty-four inch vertical, and then he went on and played some, uh, played some uh, pro ball for the Broncos. And then from uh, Gover's standpoint, he is uh, according to Jeff now a bounty hunter, which is a heck of a profession. What? And, uh, <laughs> what? A bounty, a bounty hunter. hunter. Yeah, and that is uh that was kind of similar to uh the the Hunger Games thing that you were talking about, Larry. You know, that's what I think a lot of people know what Hunger Games is, but basically you um it's a a, a book and movie about people who they have the Hunger Games and whoever's left left alive at the end wins. So it's kind of a gruesome little bracket that uh Max Duffy and Luke Fortner has set up there. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 pretty fascinating. It seems like, and they really seem like they're having a lot of fun with it. So, and they seem like a lot of their teammates are really engaging in in there, and, and coaches also. I see where Eddie, Eddie Grant's part of it. Yeah, Eddie Grant said that he's going to be good at that because uh, he's a hunter. He sent a picture of him yeah. in a a ghillie suit in all the camo for his turkey hunting. <laughs> so, yeah. so I mean, I guess I mean, it just shows you coaches got to have something to do just like anybody else right now. Yeah, everybody's looking to, to have some fun, Anthony. Yep, I am. Whenever I can. I got a, speaking of uh, being camouflaged and such, you know, last week you were talking about snakes in our home improvement tip of the week, and I've done some research. I've done massive amounts of research. I did a Google search and then um, clicked on the top two results about how to keep snakes out of your yard and... um there are various ways to do it, but um, it depends on how much effort you want to put in. It appears the number one step is to clear out all clutter and keep your grass cut very low. So if you do that, Anthony, you're, you're on your way, okay? I can't do that. I like my grass green. I cut it, I cut it on high. Okay, well next, then next option is to... Put a finely meshed fence around your yard and dig two feet down and bury the mesh if you don't want any snakes on your property. Two feet? That's what I read. That's what it said. It says you got to get down in the ground. No, I'm cool on that, man. Okay, and then the final two options. Um, there are par- apparently traps, like, and they look like uh, sticky traps. You can catch snake on these giant, look like flypaper. And then you can take them elsewhere and release them. Or um, there is, we actually got a tweet about this last week, there is uh, various products from a chemical standpoint that keep the old snakes away, but um, it is a situation where you might not want to do that if you have any pets or children because they are chemicals and they can be dangerous. So that's all the information I got, uh, Anthony. Those 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 are all your options. I don't have pets or chem- I don't have pets or or children, but I picked up the snake be gone stuff and the whole container smelled like mothballs. So I'm assuming it has something to do with mothballs, and I may just try 
sprayed mothballs throughout my yard. How many snakes do you have in your yard? I live next to a farm. So, well, I live two houses from a farm. And I cut my grass on high and everybody else cuts theirs on low. So, I'm probably getting there. Snakes is the only animal I'm telling you about. Because that's the only one I'm worried about. The other ones are big enough for me to deal with. A oh. snake will just kind of run across your foot while you're cutting grass or raking or raking up leaves or stuff. That was the other suggestion. Um, get the it's kind of a preempt a preemptive one is if you get rid of all the mice, rats, and other prey species that will help reduce uh, snakes as well. So if you can, you know, get rid of some mice, then maybe you can get rid of less the the snakes as well. Not in your house. I'm not saying you have mice in your house. I'm not, but I'm guessing if you got a long yard, there's probably little little mices, you know, frolicking around. Yeah, I haven't seen any moles or, or mice in like 12 years. When I first moved in, I used to find them dead on my patio. So I think it was a cat or somebody putting them up there as, as prizes or whatever. That There we but, go. That's what you need, Anthony. You need a cat. You need to get a cat, and you need to train it to eat up all the mice and then attack the snakes when they see them. I thought you had some better news for me this week, man. Uh, I mean, I may try cutting my grass lower. I'll cut it low in the backyard. Nobody's ever in the backyard. So I'll cut the backyard low. Uh, Maybe you need to move. <laughs> yeah, no, I kinda, I'm in a quiet area. Like, I'm in a quiet, retired area, man. I, I like where I'm at, man. I'm, okay. I may, though, because that, that spider's shown back up. Oh, my gosh. Well, um, I. Okay, well that's a, that's the home improvement tip of the week. We answered uh, no, no, um, no, nobody's questions really. We we've we've come to no conclusions. Uh, we have decided that Anthony White's going to throw mothballs over over his yard, um, and maybe someone should go gift him a cat. Uh, those are the only things that we've we've come to the the solution. Just got a tweet from Rick who said, uh, "This is turned into Sunday morning frog and snake talk." Uh, yeah, hey. Guys, it's the third hour. This is what we do, right? Trying to help people improve their homes. Mm-hmm. We get a little off topic, a little uh, little chaos. But uh, there is one other thing um, <laughs> from a sports perspective that I did want to get your guys' thoughts on. Um, obviously, with no live sports, uh, well, for the most part, I guess there are some obscure leagues uh, making things happen. But Vegas is... Um, is got some odds out uh, they put out this week of SEC win totals. And I don't know if you guys have saw it. Um, Anthony, do you have a prediction of how many wins they think UK football uh, will have next season? Uh, I think I've seen what you said. So, But well, I, would, I, would, I, would, I would have projected seven or eight wins just because that's where we sit at. So, so I would think projected somewhere around there. The Vegas line is seven, Larry. Too high, too low. What are your thoughts? Well, my first thought is if you need to know how many games you're going to play this year before you can set the line. <laughs> I'm assuming that's assuming they think they're going to play 12. So the Vegas line is you either have to bet they're going to win more than seven or less than seven. To that, That's the wager of what it would be, Curtis. Yeah. What do you think? I, I think that's a, a, a pretty fair – if I'm sitting out of Vegas, that's a 
pretty realistic because you, you've got the questions about Terry Wilson. You don't know what he's doing or how, how he's going to be back, and I think that's fair. I mean, I think in my mind from just being around and watching, I think they're going to be plus – they'll go over seven. But I like that the expectation now for Kentucky is to at least win seven. I mean, again, that's progress in my mind. Yeah, I completely agree. And um, it, it's it, it's something that uh, when you look at the overall SEC, it, it's interesting because if you go and you know the win totals in theory can are obviously outside of uh, outside of conference, um, but the only teams from the East that Vegas has projecting more wins than UK are Georgia, Florida, and. Uh, Tennessee, who they Tennessee they have projecting seven and a half, so basically they're they're right in line um, with Kentucky in the same kind of tier. So from a from a as you said, Larry, now Kentucky's expected to make bowls. They're also in the pecking order as, of the whole conference. You know, they're they're right behind the you know the quote unquote uh, teams that everybody loves, the traditional national powers in Florida and Georgia, and you know for them to kind of comfortably be in that area. I think is is really uh, says a lot about where the program is and the respect that they're getting, even though as the kind of naysayers, uh, people that are still skeptical about UK football, they're like, well, Lynn Bowden was the entire offense last season, and now he's went, now he's gone. But the people who you know have money riding on this in Las Vegas still are showing respect to UK football. It may not be as much as people would like. But it is respect in my mind. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, because like I said, to get get to seven, I mean that's the the minimum that you think Kentucky's going to win. I, I I like that. And again, I think I think Kentucky will win more than seven, provided it's anywhere close to a normal season. And that's assuming that I think Terry's going to be back. But uh, just knowing that, I, I I think that's a positive step. I and mean, that's a, a, a little bit more respect than they've been getting, and that's a, it's a good thing. Anthony, okay. I think it's right along. I don't want to be complacent, and you know now we've arrived, and you know I, I like the underdog attitude, being upset going into games. But I think seven is about. Uh, I think still seven is the floor for us. So I think that's great for Vegas. If you're willing to bet eight nine, then you know that shows you respect us. But seven, I think, is a good barometer that you know we should win the bowl, or we should be in the bowl game every year. Without a doubt. Um, all right, let's get to our last break. Uh, coming up after this break, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about a, a John Calipari project, and um, we'll we'll like throw out some some guests that uh, we would like to see John Calipari have on his uh, his little Facebook program um, that he's doing. So we'll, we'll talk about that after this break. I'm Curtis Birch, joined by Larry Vaught, Anthony White, producer Bo Robinson, and you're listening to Kentucky Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk. Was all we would kill. And Daddy, won't you take me back to Muhlenberg County, down by the Green River, where paradise lay. Well, I'm sorry, my son, but you're too late in asking. Mr. Peabody's coal train has hauled it away. Welcome back in. Kentucky Banks Sunday Morning Sports Talk. Curtis Birch, Anthony White, Larry Vaught, Bo Robinson with you here on this Sunday morning of Easter. We appreciate everybody tuning in, listening, 
giving your suggestions on the various topics that we've been talking. Players from Europe, basketball players from Europe, uh, players uh, in, from UK Athletics who had the best hops, and uh, uh, you know all the other various things that we've we've discussed. If you if you've missed any of it, be sure to be checking out the podcast. We'll be posting it this afternoon. Um, so just search Sunday Morning Sports Talk or WLAP Sports on your favorite podcast player. Um, Larry, I'm sure you saw where John Calipari is doing a, a Facebook Live series with various influential people across the country. He is calling it Coffee with Cal. And um, I actually hit up Nate Sestina, and uh, I think that uh, Cal should pay some royalties to Sestina because during this year on social media, Sestina would often have uh, coffee conversations with people and, and, and tweet out about them. And now Cal is just, you know, boldly stealing the, the Sestina's idea. I mean, it's, it's a little bit ridiculous, to be honest, but I'll try to move past that. Um what are you expecting uh, of John Calipari, the interview, when he's talking to, I think, on his docket, people include uh, Mark Cuban, former a former president, and I, I even think he's going to have uh, Dr. Fauci on there as well. Yeah, I saw that he was supposed to. I mean, I don't have any doubt that he will have some huge, huge names join him on, on there, and I think it'll probably be pretty interesting. Well, I would like him to... You're asking who we thought we might like him to see. I would like to see him, uh, the guys that were the first to integrate the U.K. football program. And, by the way, they're, uh, the black and blue documentary is going to be on KET. I believe it is on Monday, April the 20th that it's coming up. I just was able got some information about that. And I think that's going to be something a lot of us hadn't, or a lot of people hadn't had a chance to see. It'll give you a chance to see that. I think you're going to really, really enjoy it. But I would like to see him have some of those guys on with him to talk about that because John's pretty big on, on history. And I think it would really be interesting to hear him interview and talk to them about some of the things that happened a little over 50 years ago when they integrated the U.K. football program and basically integrated U.K. athletics. Yeah, that's a really good suggestion. Anthony, do you have any suggested guests for Mr. Calipari? No, I'd like to see him talk to some of the championship guys. I'd like to hear him sit down and talk to Nick Saban. So they both have two different demeanors. Like Nick Saban's like, get that camera, get that mic out of my face. And Cal is like, hey, what do you want to talk about? Let's, let's sit down and talk. I would like to see what those two, both championship-minded guys, you know, what their different perspectives are on things, how they go about their, their days. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one as well. I mean, he's got – I feel like at the start of this, it seems like he's trying to go broad and, and talk to, you know, leaders of the country. But when you bring it back to sports, I think that you guys – you guys are right on in line with something where he could he could get it maybe a little bit more in the sports field, but it would be, you know, such a, a bigger b- bigger topics as as you point out, Anthony, kind of championship mentalities with with Saban and, and Larry with with those guys um, who who broke those barriers with UK football. That would be fun, and you know, um, those stories they're awesome to be told, and I think that they should be retold as much as possible so they can get out there. Yeah, I, I do too. I just seem I was just thinking when I got that information, that just seemed like that would be a natural for John. He, he enjoys history. He enjoys looking back at different things. He's, he's big on social justice, and all. And I just think that would be a way for him to do something a little bit different, but also I think really, really insightful. And I think he would do a really good job with that. 
Yeah. Well, guys, we just got a minute left in the show. Just uh, thank you both for joining us on this Easter morning. Uh, health uh, to you, both of your guys' family and friends, and hope you guys have a happy Easter. You too, Curtis. You too, Anthony. Yeah, stay safe out there, man. We better have that weather coming through. Yep. Uh, so, well, we'll be indoors for <laughs> for that weather, luckily. So, everybody stay safe for a, from a weather perspective and from a health perspective. Uh, as I mentioned, if you missed any part of the show, find us on podcast and uh, be sure to subscribe so you can you can get the podcast right to your feed uh, if you miss any of the shows live. Uh, I'm Curtis Birch with uh, Larry Vaught and Anthony White. Bo Robinson has been our producer on this edition of Kentucky Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.